Welcome to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, professional fractional CMO for B2B companies and host of the podcast. I'm deeply committed to transforming the world through technology, one company at a time. So stick with me until the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest with just 15 to 20 minutes of your time. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the CEO and Founder Podcast. I'm excited today to have Tyler Robertson, CEO of Diesel Laptops with us. Diesel Laptops can be found on the web at diesellaptops.com. So welcome, Tyler. Tell me a little bit about Diesel Laptops. Yeah, so thank you first for inviting me on the show and everything. And what our company does, um, we're not an old company. It was in my garage seven years ago. So we've, we've grown up since then, but we're in the B2B space and it has to do with commercial trucks and off-highway equipment. And everything got really complicated in our space. These big semi-trucks that people see every day. I mean, right. I realize they're basically big computers now. And uh-huh. people have a hard time diagnosing and fixing these things. And we have all kinds of problems. So our company provides diagnostic tools. We provide technician training. We have training centers throughout the United States. We have a repair information platform. And we have a call center staff with diesel techs to help people <laughs> over the phone and internet fix diesel-powered equipment more efficiently. That's exciting. How did you get into that? Yeah, so I've been around truck dealerships my my whole life. Um, I actually got kicked out of college. I had to go back home and my my dad and his brothers bought a truck dealership. So I uh-huh. kind of grew up inside a truck dealership. And you start to realize, I think people always think of truck dealerships and more like cars. They're not. Mm-hmm. They are trucks or tools that people use to make money with, essentially. So yes. it's a little bit different than a car. And when they're down, it can cost $1,000 a day not having your truck or more, depending on what the equipment is. So Absolutely, people- especially now with as many supply chain issues Oh, they're having their not enough truck drivers, not it, enough trucks. It, it, it's horrible. There's actually less trucks on the road today than there was two years ago because they're yeah. aging out. Um, trucks mm-hmm. only last for so many years before they're unusable, uh, not, not economically viable to use, and they can't make new trucks. So they're getting older. The, the average age of a used truck is older than it's ever been, which means there's more breakdowns and more ripples in the whole supply chain stuff that we're seeing. So it's a critical piece. And then we are on the other side, the off-highway diesel world is even bigger. So if you think of anything you eat, it probably grew in a field somewhere, had some diesel powered equipment, um, construction equipment, cranes, bulldozers, backhoes, those are all diesel powered equipment that we play in. So there's a lot of diesel powered stuff around, regardless of what you hear about electrification happening in, in our industry. Mm-hmm. So you started this company seven years ago. Having a company last longer than a year is a huge achievement. And you've really expanded. I think you're one of the fastest growing companies in your state. And you just got a big award for that recently. How has that journey been? What are some of the challenges you've overcome? Yeah, I remember that first year, like, again, it was me and my garage and dining room table figuring it out. And now we have over 200 employees. We do over 70 million a year in revenue. And and we have a lot of runway ahead of us. So I can say like one of the biggest challenges was I didn't I didn't have investors or outside money coming in. So I had to just bootstrap it and scale it up as we went. So it was really people like, well, how'd you do that? And how'd you start a company with like $2,000? And like, well, I bought some stuff for $2,000. I made 500. And then I went out and had 2,500 bucks. And then I just kept doing right. it over and over and over again through all that. But I can tell people it's really hard to grow and scale your company, deal, especially because it's all the things you don't, a lot of people don't understand, receivables, 
inventory, all these assets that you have to pay for cash as you as you do these things. And I've been personally, I'm not very fond of debt. I have no debt personally. I didn't have any debt when I started the company. And we still run the company that way. So we're in a really good spot when, when times get tough, like COVID or possible recessions and wars and all these things. It's great to have that, that cash reserve there. But it was really tough the first couple of years because I couldn't take money out of the company because it needed it. And then mm-hmm. we then we, you know, I found the hard way you have to pay taxes at the end of the year. So we needed cash sure. for those types of things. Um, right. And then you have big customers come along and say, hey, we want to buy a couple hundred thousand dollars from you, but our terms are net 90. And you're kind of like, right. okay, how am I gonna how am I gonna make this work? So those are those are really difficult things to balance as you're trying to scale up and grow a company. And mm-hmm. I never understood before why they said a lot of companies fail not due to business, but due to cash flow. I right. totally get it now that I that I've been through <laughs> it and had to and saw it happen firsthand. So not having debt and making sure that you have enough cash, though it sounds like that's one of your main tips. What 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 other tips do you have for other CEOs yeah. and founders? just around that because as a, as a CEO myself, that's a challenge. It, it is. I mean, you know, so that got us so far, right. Us just kind of going by the seat of our pants, dealing with what the market was top responding sales and marketing were booming, but we started to run into all kinds of internal problems. So for example, one day we woke up and realized 99% of the phone calls that went to our tech support went to voicemail. That's not a great oh. experience for a customer <laughs> that just bought a $10,000 tool. And then we looked at our sales department and we found out almost half their calls were going to voicemail because we weren't staffed adequately there. Our production department, they were scrambling so fast. We were sending customers incomplete products and, and things that weren't good. So, you know, I, I think we hit a wall there eventually where our revenue just kind of plateaued and we were all putting out fires nonstop and we couldn't figure out what was going on and we, we couldn't get ahead of it. Uh-huh. And we really, we really realized the, the problem really, you know, at the end of the day, it's me, right? I was mainly the problem for that. But it was, hey, we really got to start being more strategic in our thinking here. We need to put together plans. We need to put together budgets. We need to be really mindful of what mm-hmm. we do. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. I made the mistake of doing 30 things at the same time. And I learned I can't I can't do those things if I want my company to grow. It just inhibits growth, if anything. So kind of like basketball. You have to do the fundamentals, even though you've been doing them for years, you got to really master the fundamentals and remaster them all the time, right? hundred percent. And we had, I mean, we had managers who had never been managers or leaders before, and they didn't have the skill sets. So you go through all those things, you start realizing, okay, I, I get, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons something's not happening. And we had to really be mindful of those, address those and actually spend time on things I didn't want to spend time on, but I knew they were important to grow the company forward. So every company had that strategic wall eventually. And so in the last year, what have you done for your sales and marketing? Uh, for companies who are in a growth phase like you, what do you recommend in terms of sales and marketing that you've been able to tweak to get better results? Yeah. So, you know, in the B2B space, I think people still kind of gravitate towards old school stuff. Like, so we sell these $10,000 diagnostic tools that work on trucks. Mm-hmm. Before we started selling them, the way people sold those was doing on-site demos. So a sales rep would drive out, show them it. Maybe they buy, maybe they want and we tried it and sucked because you can only talk to one customer a day. You couldn't, and we wanted right. to reach the whole North America. So we we quickly found out that there was better ways to sell things and there was better ways to market ourselves. And again, I'm a startup company in my garage and I'm selling against billion dollar corporations. So how do you how do you grow your brand and how do you grow your business? And we just said, look, we're gonna be, we're gonna be really, really mindful of making sure we're the experts in this and we're gonna let everyone know about it. So it really became us doing blog posts and doing um YouTube series and doing podcasts and just doing anything we could to explain to people like, hey, we really know this space well, 
and we're here to help you. And it took us a lot of years to get there and do those things, but we do almost everything digitally online. So we don't do in-person demos. We don't send out postcards. We don't do newspapers or mag trade magazines. We don't do any of that. Um, we don't even make outbound phone calls for, for cold calling. We just, we have a marketing machine that that's working really, really well and generates thousands of sales leads a month to our department, our sales team. Because you're primarily just, focused on educating people. We, we and, are. And, and there's a gap. There, there, providing there's a, gap. a service that uh, a lot of people need. There, there isn't a huge amount of competition in it. And so you're focused on educating through your marketing, which is absolutely the way that you should do it. So that's great. Hats off to you for that. Yeah, thank you. And we, we do a lot of things to provide value. So we spent a couple hundred thousand dollars, made a great software program that helped people do some things and we give it away for free. And we could have sold it, but we said, man, free, it'll build our brand. Everyone that downloads and installs it, we know who they are. And when they mm -hmm. need something, we know they're going to call us because they're using our products every single day. So we do a lot of free stuff around here to try to keep building that brand and image. Around Very smart. Very smart. What kinds of challenges are you having in your sales and marketing? Now that you've built this machine, there's always things that need work. What else do you feel like you need uh, to focus on. And if for somebody, another company that's experiencing that same kind of growth, they've kind of built a machine. What do you think is next? Yeah, I can say on the sales side, the biggest challenge we have today is the fact that we're really good at what we've been selling the whole time. But in the meantime, we've come up with new products and new services. And it's mm -hmm. really hard to get an existing sales force to go sell something new and different. Like it's, it's extremely difficult. So we are, right. we are finding that out and, and working, working through that. I think the marketing too, because we do online marketing, it's one of those things that's constantly changing, right? Like what works mm -hmm. today may not work tomorrow. So for us, um, I mean, so we have 200 employees. We have 10 in our marketing department. I never thought mm -hmm. I'd have a full-time social media manager. I have copy, I have content writers. I have video people. Like we, are, we view ourselves like a mini marketing machine over here with what yeah, we do. Yeah, you have so to be these days. You, you have to be. And that was for us, the real key to scaling and building the brand and generating the sales leads that they do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's now we're like, okay, these things are working, but what more can we do? So I can tell you, we got a bunch of crazy ideas for YouTube series and making more podcasts and doing other things. And I think it's all the evolution of what we're doing. But one of the big ones we started doing when COVID happened was we made a free online event every year. Um, oh, so like this great. year, yeah, this year we had over 10,000 people sign up for it. And we got great guest speakers like Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs came on there and talked about uh -huh. diesel tax. So we already get like these premier people on there and drive a lot of value to our core audience, which I know they'll appreciate. Well, that's great. Well, for all of our listeners, CEOs and founders all over the world, how can people get in touch with you? So I love LinkedIn. Like that is that is my jam. I Since day one, when I didn't know what the heck I was doing, I started posting on there. Like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I've been still constantly doing that now for seven years. So I'm, I'm on there. I post a couple times a week about all the challenges, the wins, the losses, the tears, the happy moments. It's, it's all on there. So look for Tyler Robertson on, on uh, LinkedIn. Otherwise, diesellaptops.com if they want to learn more about our company or our industry. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Tyler. It's been a pleasure having you on CEO and Founder Magic. Um, you can reach Tyler at, on LinkedIn and at diesellaptops.com. Thank you for listening to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. If you felt like this podcast interview captured your story, would you share it on social media? It's easy. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social accounts. Be sure to use hashtag CEO Founder Magic 
and tag anyone you think would be a great guest. I love to see your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to be sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe and we'll be excited to have you listen. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. And if you know of other business-to-business company CEOs who have compelling stories and who might like to be on this program as well, please visit keo.bz slash book today. That's keo.bz slash book today. And if you want to know more about our fractional CMO program, just go to our website, do a a search on services for fractional CMO, or you can follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at KEO Marketing. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm Sheila Klepkorn, and it's been a pleasure having you on CEO and Founder Mentors.